You're listening to WIN, Wisconsin Irish Network. My name is Riker. Today, we're going to talk about good, the bad, and ugly been going on so far with Northern football. Also going around around the country as kids are coming back to campus, outbreaks are going on, campuses shutting down, students are doing online only, or they're being sent home to school. Everything is a bizarre mess. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the goods. Start off with that. Uh, over the last week, Norton received two commitments. One for 2021, one for 2022. Starfield Will Smith Wheeler from Los Gatos High School, Los Gatos, California. 2021 recruit. Plays defensive end, linebacker, tight end. But Northern defense, Clark Lee, um, they looked at him as a defensive end, so Mike Elliston wanted him. He is listed at 6 foot 4, 220. So he's kind of under, a little bit underweight. Because some people were saying, oh, 210, 215, 220. He plays that hybrid of some formation, some looks. He plays linebacker, some he plays defensive end. So, he doesn't have the polish of a true position. But a hybrid, you can find a spot for him. He is going to play as a... Fight for position, and that's what it looks like. That's what I'm hearing. So, it's like that Twitch player that, like, you can have a niche role for him because it's not polished yet. You can find a role for him. It's like, okay, what he's good at. Well, he in high school played defensive and slash linebacker at times. Like, okay. We're going to have him play as defensive end by addressing the coverage in a sort of down set. That's what it looks like. That's what I'm guessing. Um, Rankings-wise, outside linebacker at 24-7 sports. 35th overall outside linebacker. 47th prospect in the state of California. 3-star in the 24-7 composite. 31st outside linebacker, 40th in the state of California, 3-star recruit by 24-7 sports. Here's interesting. 26 weak side defensive end, 41st in the state of California, 5-point sign. What did I just say? 5.7 rating 3-star recruit over at Rivals. And interesting enough, when he committed to Notre Dame around a week ago, he was a actual flip. He decommitted from Nebraska. A couple of hours later, Notre Dame. I didn't hear much about this. It looks like it was a surprise flip that it, behind the scenes it was kind of heard and known, but in the public, we didn't hear it. Clue. So, my reaction to this, like, okay, is this a direct result of the Big Ten screwing itself over, looking like, like a 
lot more stock because the Pac-12 is saying nothing. Every single day, the Big Ten keep embarrassing itself. As of right now, I'm for that. If it's an angle to to Notre Dame as a violence, I'm taking it. The other one, two days ago, I'm recording this Sunday night. Nolan Sigler, 2022 recruit, had Northern connections, Northern bloodlines, Michigan bloodlines. From Catholic Central High School in Grand Rapids, Michigan, a safety at 27 sport athlete arrivals. Six foot four, two oh five. He plays like a safety hybrid linebacker. So it's like times he plays a safety, times he plays a linebacker. Kinda like that rover looking like. Maybe something going to box. So this is what I kinda like about hybrids. The downside is they're not as polished because, look, these kids are being being grew at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. They're not as fully polished. Or some of them are close to being polished at 17, 18 years old. Yes. But it isn't that much. You get some of those in classes. But for a guy that's six foot four, two or five, kind of like that. I'm thinking as a rover position, maybe going to box linebacker. Kind of tells me that they're looking for that athlete that can say, okay, in certain packages we can put on safety, certain packages we can put on linebacker. That's what I'm getting. We needed that speed, that athleticism. When I was starting watching college football, um, that would have been what was the year the Badgers went to the Rose Bowl? I think the quarterback Russell Wilson. I don't remember. That's so long ago. I can't remember. It was so long ago. I don't remember the opponent against the Rose Bowl. The Wisconsin they had. It was like the early twenty tens. So, but then at that time you have like a. Look at like a linebacker at times, but a guy like be like Manti Teo. Today, you get exposed because the change of college football is so different from today. You need hybrids on defense. Got yeah, safety linebacker. You need guys who can stop the run as well as cover the entire field. So a guy like Nolan, look at he's a five point seven rivals rating, twenty eighth in the position. Athlete, tenth best prospect in the state of Michigan. The composite has him as a three star recruit, playing for a safety in the country. I think he is listed as strong safety, if I remember correctly. Pretty sure it is. 12th best prospect in the state of Michigan. 
plan for seven sports, three star, plan for safety, tenth, and stay in Michigan. So, another prospect getting out of the state of Michigan. It looks like we're starting to get more of a pipeline in the state of Michigan. Good. You know what Joe Bennett said? The best players in Michigan goes to Norton. It was a fullback out of Detroit area. Detroit, Michigan. Guess where he went to? Norton. And he says, Jerome Bettis, the best players in Michigan, goes to Norton. I love it. And so then, there's, now we get the part some, I don't know what the hell is going on. Alright, another recurring topic, just quick one. Redshirt freshman offensive lineman John Olmstead has entered the transfer portal. He was a part of the 2019 class. Okay, goodbye. Nice knowing you. We don't know any reason of why he decided to transfer out. Probably a personal reason. That's his choice. Have a nice life. Okay. This one. I don't know what to think about it. Nordame adds South Florida to the 2020 schedule to replace Western Michigan on September 19th. Um, here's my question. I will have the dead debacle again, like in 2011. I didn't watch college football until 2012. To the later end of the season. But I did watch as I watched college football in the Brian Kelly early years trying to protect memory. That's even the years I didn't watch college football. You're telling me. Did this just bring me back to the 2011 game? First game of the year. You embarrassed yourself. Well, you had seven turnovers. Like, Jonas Gray, the running back, like, spun the ball at the at the goal line. And the South Florida returning to, like, 100 yards. To the end zone, all of a sudden, game flipped the momentum. We didn't show up. Seven turnovers, and in the most ridiculous way. What's the time that I put Nate Batana in? Well, that's probably the Michigan game in 2010. But what I easily remember, it was like, oh, by the way, does everyone remember 2011? South Florida game. Who was the head coach of South Florida? Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Even your answer is Skip Holtz, the son of Luke Holtz, you get that right. So, South Florida, probably a game that should easily win. Yes, there's a, the Florida talent, but I think we should have that covered. If things go correctly. But it isn't. With this COVID mess. And
this one I kind of expected. Dancy Double A. I don't know why you still exist. Allow student athletes to not lose their eligibility if they play or not this year. So basically, guy like Sean Crawford will get his seventh eligibility if he decides to return next year. So guys like Ian Buck will still keep his fifth year eligibility status if he's approved by the university. Because you have to be in good faith by the university to come back. So, here's my question. A. How this affects scholarship limits. B. How many players want to come back? C. How this will affect recruiting operations for the freshman class and how am I going to go after for grad transfers and see how many players decide I don't want this I'd rather go off play my luck in the NFL the way this is going it doesn't feel to just declare for the draft because the Big Ten ain't listening to you I get that you know the players the fans the parents Sign this petition for the Big Ten to reconsider their options. Let us players play in the fall, not in the spring. It most likely not going to happen either ways. Well, guess what? Or I get it, but here's the thing: the Big Ten is not going to listen to you. That commissioner went on the home Big Ten network, which is the Big Ten network. A boy answering questions. I forgot who it was. I saw this on Twitter. I'm not a Big Ten person. You know, I live in live in Wisconsin. Five minutes away from Minnesota. But he was just avoiding answers. The questions he was being asked. And it's just a cluster mess of it. So questions after the NCAA. We'll see what the answers going to be. And last week, Northern football practice was paused on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, returned over the weekend, for more closing after a sharp spike of COVID-19 cases went after all the students were coming back to campus. And the COVID case increase caused in-person classes to pause for a couple weeks. And then there are students and faculty members who are saying that the tests are not as good as they should have been. And calling out the university who are saying there's problems with how lack of preparation at quarantine areas and how this testing is handled, and then people are ticked off by Father Jenkins about this mess, and he canceled, I saw this on Twitter this morning, that he canceled the, his appearance on Face the Nation on CBS. 
soul. Hey, uh, if this is a surprise for you, I don't know what earth you're living on. If you're going to tell a 20-year-old, which I am, to not go to parties before starting classes in college, guess what? Good chunk of those juniors are going to head to parties, no matter what happens. Where? We don't know. They're going to go to whatever parties they feel like, whether it's in-state, local, another state two hours away. We don't know. We just have to deal with the mess. And this is not just a Nordian problem. There's, there was reports from, like, months ago, or was it weeks ago? But I know this, this was over the summer. At... It was like the University of Alabama had COVID parties. I'm not kidding to you. I heard that. I even looked it up. It was COVID parties. Michigan State had a shutdown practice. How State had, I believe, had a pause practice. Multiple ACC schools had a pause practice. It's not, not just Notre Dame. It's all over college football. All these pauses. Because all these spikes in COVID cases in North Carolina shut down in person classes just to slow down the spread in the cases. If any of you say, look, the students are smart enough not to go to parties, you're dumb. You knew this was going to happen. The question was going to be how the school is going to react to it. And it looks like Notre Dame did not care right or here's my question we're never going to get an answer to is what they were expecting months ago that all spring all summer to figure this out and this is what happens if Nordian football had to cancel their season for the rest of my life and beyond we will be real we will be humiliated oh my goodness I cannot speak it's like almost 11 o'clock p.m. But you get my point. It will be humiliation to the university and the people who donate their money to, the boosters, the donors, us fans who watch the games. Who does the research? Who talks about this? An embarrassment to everyone. For the next century. Or whatever. You're seeing this in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Doing this mess. Trying to prevent it. Canceling football. If the other conferences survive this. Whoever is. Teams are playing six games, seven games, eight games, nine games, ten games, whatever. If they're able to do to make it to the championship season and the champion's crown, whether it's Oklahoma for the Big 12, Florida for the SEC, Clemson for the ACC, if those days happen, the 
Big Ten and the Pac-12 will humiliate themselves and basically SMU themselves. If you don't know what happened, look up the 30 for 30 pony excess. This is a generational on the line. If Nordam cannot control this mess and we have to cancel football for the entire academic school year, we're going to be fall behind beyond imaginable. Football generates other sports to stay alive. Football is the number one money maker for these universities. If football goes down, total annihilation goes through. Nordane, former defensive coordinator, Barry Alvarez, former head coach of Wisconsin football, current AD for Wisconsin, admittedly knew and said this publicly. In public, University of Wisconsin is going to lose $100 plus million if there's no football. That's how much revenue this sport makes. Now, I will say this. If the students want to complain about these testings, all the football players get this and this, this and this, or this and this. Well, guess what, people? Do you know why University of Notre Dame is so well known? And why all these facilities are built? And well, some of them are behind. Why your professors get the wages they get? Or the advancements get these people get? All these millions of dollars get donated. Football was the engine. Of the university. This is why Notre Dame is known for. Football. If that didn't happen. I'd probably be a golfer fan. Or a badger fan. Or just watch college football. College football in general. Just for the heck of it. I have issues in the NFL. How they're run. I'd probably watch the NFL more. I don't know. But. People pay money to see these players play. Go to the fence. Go to the tailgate. Buy the tickets. Buy the buy food to watch them play. No one pays you to take your chemistry test. Or give a presentation on how to cure this COVID mess. Don't complain. About something... That we already knew. If there's issues about the university. About testing. That they're not doing their job. That's one thing. But saying that all these football players get free stuff. Well guess what. Maybe you should join an athletic program. Or don't. Or go to a community school. So. This COVID mess is just going to. Reeling, reeling, reeling. Now, we're only in practice. What happens if we're getting close to the game? And last week, there was like five football players testing positive for that. Six others in quarantine. We'll see what the hell 
this mess goes to. I don't just, I don't, don't know what's going to happen. Especially getting closer to the close of the game. Are they going to push back? I'm expecting that. Will we get to the finish line? I don't have a clue. The Big Ten, Pac-12 so far are hoping that everyone else falls off. That would be a win for the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and some of the Cooper Park schools. Maybe just a little bit for them. Because most of those group of five schools cannot afford a testing. Now, the saliva test, they could probably afford because uh, I'm hearing it's like 10 bucks a pop. But all the testing I heard, maybe like 150. That drives up very quickly. So, overall, just a mess. Hopefully, we're able to figure this stuff out. We can talk more. The camp situation, what we look for, what our concerns, anything to do. See you next time.